Hello, 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 hello. Okay, so I was going to do an episode on college and the pros and cons, but mostly the pros because I talk so negatively about college, but that's not really my intention. It's just how it comes out. But then I was like, oh, maybe I'll save that for another episode because I did just talk about what no one tells you about college. It's one of my previous episodes. And I don't know, I want to stray away from the topic of college just for now, just for a little bit, because that's really all I talk about. But it's all I talk about because that's my situation right now. I'm in college and I'm not having a so stereotypical experience. So I wanted to like kind of touch on that a little bit, but I'm actually touching on it way more than I thought I would. But something else that's been on my mind a lot is working retail while being an introvert. Working with customers. Having to like be around so many people daily and how exhausting it is sometimes. And I don't know, people don't talk about this much. I don't know if it is a topic to talk about, but I'm going to be talking about it today. But I know um, introverts work retail that exists. So I'm going to talk about it because I am one of them. Okay, so for one, it's aggravating because usually by the time I get into work, I'm already exhausted socially. Like, I, I mean, by the time, like, I get into work, if I start, like, midday, I'm already, like, done. <laughs> and now I have to talk to a whole bunch of people that I don't know, that might have an attitude, that might want to start a conversation, that you really don't have anything to contribute to. But, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So my first job was working, I started working when I was, like, 16, My first job was at Chuck E. Cheese and I sat down for the interview and obviously when they ask you questions like the the manager, you don't want to like turn down anything because you want the job, right? That's why you're interviewing there. So you don't, if they ask you a question, you want to be like, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. So I'm sitting there, you know, thinking, okay, I might just be like a cashier or something. I might help out with this, that, I don't know. But um, the manager, he asked me, he said, would you are you okay with like singing and dancing in front of people? My introverted self cringed at that question because I knew the real answer. Absolutely not. Dancing and singing in front of people. Now I didn't know like in what capacity he meant. I didn't know if I would be singing a solo on stage or dancing by myself on stage, but he did also mention on stage. And I was like, yeah, what was going through my mind? The fact that I wanted the job. I, I really wanted to work. When I was interviewing there, I realized a lot of people from my school work there. So it looked pretty chill and pretty fun. So I said, yeah, but I didn't really know exactly what he meant. But then he went on to elaborate that the job that you have to do that for is for the party host. So right then and there, I knew, okay, so he's he wants me to be the par- a party host. He wants me to do that. That means I have to deal with people. That means I have to be kind of responsible. I think it's like a harder job than like, I don't know, the attendant at the front that like lets everybody in. Like you have to be a party host. You have to be on top of your party. You have to be excited because these are little kids. I don't know. So I, I, at that point, I was really like hesitant. I really wanted the job at first, but now I was just, I, I was like, no, I don't know. I don't know about this anymore. In my head, obviously. But anyway, by the end of the interview, he was telling me what the uniform was. So I was like, okay, I guess he he is going to go forward with hiring me. Why would they tell me the uniform if they weren't going to hire me? 
So that's how that goes. I came in for orientation, came in for my first training day. I was training with somebody that was my age, that was chill. She was cool. I also found somebody from like my old elementary school that worked there too. And it was pretty cool. I don't know. It was cool. At first, I didn't, okay, well, listen, I didn't love it at first because of me having to jump out of my bubble, but I I was not loving it at first, but I was thinking if I, you know, stay there for long enough, I will, I'll be fine. (sighs) I think I actually wanted to quit, but my mom was like, you're not going to quit. You just got a job. You're not going to quit just because you don't feel like doing the work or like you feel embarrassed or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. I'm training for the job. I'm I'm basically just, for the first day, I was basically just shadowing the person that was training me. And I got to get a little idea of what she was doing and how she was doing it. And so the job of the party host is really to make sure that the people of the party have everything they need. Make sure you're talking to them, serving them their food, making sure that they get the food that they, they ordered, making sure that you take their birthday cake and stick it in the fridge so it doesn't like melt or something. You have to make sure that they they have everything. They have their coin, their tokens, their cards. Now it's now it's cards. It's not tokens anymore. But their cards, making sure that they have everything they need. That's not really the hardest part. I mean, it's hard talking to people and like trying to like not cry, but especially when they get mad. But that wasn't the hard part yet the hardest part was having to stand up in front of the entire party and like yell and shout and get everybody excited for a party that isn't yours and like trying to make sure that everyone's like there everyone's experiencing this like being everyone's happy you have to get little kids excited and just in in front of like the entire place it's really difficult um especially when you're new somewhere and you're an introverted person or you're a little shy, it's really hard because sometimes there was a, there was one day in my training, it was like my last day of my training, I think you get like three days of training, and the manager was there, it was like a different manager that hired, than the manager that hired me, and she was telling me to like, be louder, project your voice more, like from a distance, so I was like standing there in front of this party talking to these little kids, telling them, come on, guys, you know, let's get excited, you know, whatever. And I see her from a distance telling me to be louder. So that's already, like, you. I, I feel like if you know how that feels, you know how that feels. It's just like, oh, I don't know. So I'm trying my best to, like, push my anxiety away, push, like, my, you know, shyness away. Just, like, you know, don't worry, let's just get this over with, and then we'll be done. And so I ended up, you know, doing what I had to do. It wasn't terrible. You do have to, like, kind of dance with the music in front of the kids, but usually the kids are excited, and they helped you out. Like, they they didn't, like, leave you hanging. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they left you hanging, which was really embarrassing. Sometimes you would have a group of, like, four kids, and if you can't get those four kids excited, then you're basically singing and dancing all by yourself in front of the entire family and they're kind of staring at you like what are you doing or that's just how I interpret it because it's really embarrassing when like the kids aren't getting excited you know there was this one time wait hold on <laughs> there was this one time where I lit. I, I was trying to get the kids excited it was like maybe like four or five kids and I I, I 
went to the birthday girl who was probably like five and I was like are you ready like to see Chuck E. Cheese like are you excited are you having fun and I kid you not she stares at me her eyes well up with tears and she starts crying in my face I didn't know what to do I didn't want to be blamed for making this child cry and I didn't even do anything I was I I don't know I was taken aback I needed to like walk away because I didn't want anybody to get mad at me but the parents were like understanding they knew their kid was like shy or like really whatever you know so that was awkward I had to recover from that but that's something that I had to deal with there was also an embarrassing incident where I almost traumatized a bunch of children um So when you work at Chuck E. Cheese, everyone gets a opportunity. It's not even an opportunity. It's just like everyone gets a turn where you have to put put on the Chuck E. suit. And one time I was working there, I wasn't a party host that day. I was actually just like the attendant at the front letting people in. And my manager comes up to me and she was like, hey, it's your turn. It's your turn today. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, we cannot do this. I was not in the mood that day. It was, no. I was not feeling it, but I had to do what I had to do because the manager said, it's my turn. So I was like, okay, great. (sighs) But at least I'm in the Chucky suit. People don't have to know that it's me. I was, whatever. So the Chucky suit is in a closet where there's also a remote control where you control the music. So when you go in the closet, you start this countdown to when Chucky comes out. While the countdown's happening from like three minutes, you put the Chucky suit on and await the last three, two, one countdown, and then you come out. So I'm over here putting my Chucky suit on, like making, I believe I made like a Snapchat that said I'm quitting, but I never posted it because that's stupid of me in the Chucky suit um, because I was aggravated. So anyway, I put the head on and I hear start hearing go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. So I put the head on and I begin, I walk towards the door of the closet and wait till it goes three, two, one. And then I pull the door open with the whole Chucky suit on, with the head, whatever. And I, and there's already kids waiting there. I wave, look down and realize that I forgot to put the gloves on. So you just see my, my hands, my hands, my hands. That was my heart sunk I thought I was gonna lose my job I thought I was gonna like I thought yeah no it was I don't know who saw it I don't know if anyone listen that was the scariest that was one of the most traumatizing experiences I think I traumatized myself more than I traumatized any kids because I don't know if they saw that but anyway I turned around so fast went back into the closet and my I, I I, I started freaking out. I grabbed the gloves because I know the kids are waiting. I heard people say, wait, where are you going? You know, and my manager rushes in because I know she's watching the entire thing. She rushes in the closet and she's like, what happened? What happened? Mind you, I still have the Chucky suit on. So I look ridiculous. She's like, what happened? What happened? I was like, I forgot to put the gloves on. And she just starts cracking up. She was not mad at all. She was just like, she was really chill about it. And she starts laughing. I'm laughing. And she's helping me put these gloves on. Then I finally go back out there and everything is fine and dandy but I still had to dance in that Chucky suit very traumatizing for myself I did not like it never wanted to do it again but I think I had to luckily I didn't have to do that every day so that was great and it also sucks when like 
going back to the introverted part or the social anxiety part, when customers are mad at you, when something didn't go right and you have to resolve an issue. Now, I usually always get to the bottom of the issue. I always resolve it. But does that mean I didn't shed a tear while it happened? No, that's not what that means. I hate when customers are getting upset with you for a minor inconvenience or a large inconvenience that may or may not be your fault. But it's it's never a happy time because they're always like, you can see the anger in their face and you can see it coming. You can feel the tension. And then the worst part about it is that it once this happens, you are stuck with these people for however long. You're stuck with these people because you're doing a two-hour party with them. It's not like McDonald's where they pick up their food and they leave in five minutes. It's You're stuck with these people for two hours. So if something happens at the beginning of the party that they don't like and they want to treat you like crap for the rest of the party and not tip you then that kind of sucks and that's kind of frustrating because you're stuck with them. Um, I definitely had a customer at Chuck E. Cheese one time that was really, really hard on me and they could see my tears, my, my eyes welling up with tears because the way that they were talking to me, they were talking to me like I was an idiot and it was like my, like my second party doing a second party by myself and it was it was hard and I was trying to get through it but they were yelling at me for something that was so 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 minor and I I I started to feel myself you know getting angry but when I get angry I get like my eyes well up with tears because I'm just so angry that I want to cry but I didn't cry but then after she saw that she started like calming down she's like I'm not trying to be mean to you I'm just saying that blah 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 I can't remember what the issue was but it was nice that she apologized. She didn't apologize, but she she was just saying, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying this, that, or the other thing. I don't know. But I hate it when people like, that's one of the hard parts of having social anxiety and working retail. Customers don't give a crap about your feelings. I mean, they don't have to. I know like it's not all about feelings here, but I'm a human being, all right? I'm not perfect. But when you're like working with customers and they want to blame you and yell at you for things that you have nothing to deal do with it's the most frustrating thing ever because you can't you can't be mean because why the customer is always right you can't tell them that I have no control over this why because the customer is always right usually they want an answer they want you to fix whatever problem it is even if you have nothing to do with it and or if you can't fix it they still want you to fix it like listen this is not like I don't need you to come up here and tell me how to do my job like listen like this no no (laughs) I've also worked at Michael's as a cashier and working there was absolutely terrible as well No, I'm not going to lie. I was there. That was probably my longest job. It wasn't terrible until COVID hit because I was, I was fine. But when COVID happened, there were so many extra jobs that were added onto like the list that I had to do and no one else was helping me with that it got so overwhelming that I had to leave. Like they were not, it was, it was a terrible job experience. I was a cashier while I also had to run, um, pick up orders outside, answer the phone, wipe down carts, and you can't just do all of that at the same time. Anyway, one time this dude walks up to the, to the cash register, and he was picking up his order for, um, picture frames, 
And there's usually a case with all the pickup orders next to the register. And there was. And I saw several frames over there. So I asked him his name. And I walk around the register so I can get to this case where all the, the frames are. And he's watching me do this. And he already looks agitated. So I'm going through the frames, like looking through which one it is. And one of the frames, like tilt I tried to catch it but it fell and totally hit the ground and it didn't shatter or anything but it sounded like it hit hard he starts like cursing and like yelling and like and I was I did not expect that it came out of nowhere like I did not expect him to start cursing and yelling at me and he was like what are you doing what are you doing and I I didn't I, I froze there was another lady in line that was like behind him shaking her head at his behavior and I was like, first of all, it's not that serious. I can get you another one. We have a, we have more of these. It's not the only frame in the store. But he starts like saying like, you need to be more careful. You can't, you, sh- you shouldn't do that. It, it wasn't, it wasn't a personalized frame or something where his name was engraved in it. It was literally a frame from the shelf that we could literally grab another one of. So I'm sitting there like trying not to cry because that's what I do when I get mad. And my manager comes over. She's like, what happened? And I was like, I just dropped the frame because there was so many frames piled up against on one another, leaning against this case. And one fell, of course, that happened to be his. And he started yelling at me. The lady that was standing behind him in line walked up to the register after I got back to the register and was like yeah it was never that serious I'm sorry you had to deal with that that was very nice of her I appreciated that um and then my manager you know brings him another frame and everything's fine and so that was unnecessary I also had a customer yell in my face after trying to do a ridiculous transaction of like returning a whole bunch of items and then repurchasing them so that she can use a coupon on them but not all of them she wanted to return like 20 of them but repurchase 13 of them while also using like a 50% off coupon so that's a lot that's a lot and at this point I was still new there so I wasn't exactly sure how to do it but I, I, I knew I was trained on how to return items but to repurchase and use a coupon on the same transaction that was extra so anyway, I'm trying to help this lady. We have this huge line. Of course, this is like, I swear, people with the craziest transactions or with tax-exempt purchases, they always come when the line is wrapped around the place. And it's the worst It's the worst possible time. But anyway, I'm trying to do this transaction. She's yelling at me, throwing the items at me. Not like literally at me, but she's like tossing the items all over the counter, unorganizing all of the things I'm trying to do, making things complicated, not stop talking, like stop talking so I can think. And then proceeds to say after me, like for working with her for like a solid seven minutes because her transaction is ridiculous, saying, you know what? I need someone else. You don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And so like I step back, my manager steps in, who was also working at a register because the line was crazy. She steps in and while this lady is going on and on about how I don't know what I'm doing working with customers I swear like they like I don't understand like what brings you to be so mean to people who are trying to help you like what makes you feel like you need to be so rude to these people who are trying to literally get you on your way like I I don't get it and I could never 
as someone who has worked retail, I could never be mean to a cashier. And I talked about this on TikTok. I said something like, if you are someone that has worked retail or worked customer service, I feel like you have way more patience. I don't know. This might be untrue. But I feel like you have way more patience for people who work retail. Like, if you're standing in line behind someone who is giving the cashier a really hard time, I would not suck my teeth, roll my eyes, say, like, like groan, like, and moan and groan because she's taking too long. Really, the cashier has nothing to do with that. Honestly, like, the cashier can't rush this person along because they're doing a ridiculous transaction. They have to help that customer. The only thing that you can do is wait patiently, honestly, because you rolling your eyes and and sucking your teeth at a situation that you can't change is really just frustrating, and it doesn't help anything. If you can't wait, then maybe you should come back another time. But who wants to do that? Nobody. So all you can really do is wait patiently. Someone else had a ridiculous transaction at Michael's, and it was a group of older women, and... I already felt the negative energy as they stepped up to me. Could I say it was racist? I don't know. But that's immediately where my mind goes because I've done nothing yet to you guys but said hello and you're already like mad. You didn't even say hello back. You didn't even say hello back. You just started pouring your items on the register counter and I start checking them out and y'all got a ridiculous transaction. Y'all want to use 27 coupons on one transaction. It's not going to (laughs) work. I can't do that. I literally cannot do that. So anyway, I finish their stupid transaction <laughs> and they get them on their way, but they're still huddled in a group at the front door, like which is near the register, if you know what a Michaels looks like. Um, and I hear one of the ladies, at this point it's died down a little bit. I hear one of the ladies say, oh, I need to still purchase this. And the on one of the ladies that was the main one that was being mean to me, looks at me and goes, ugh, good luck with that, and rolls her eyes, and then I'm just, like, standing there, like, why, why, what did I do, what, like, literally, what did I do to you to make you so angry, I finished your transaction, like, like, why, I don't understand, I don't understand, I can't be mean to a cashier anymore. Like, I mean, first of all, I was never mean to a cashier. Not in my opinion. I mean, I don't, maybe I got frustrated because a coupon didn't work, but I usually keep that to myself. I don't usually like, it's not the cust- It's not the cashier's fault that the coupon does not work. So if I'm frustrated that a transaction didn't work, I usually keep that to myself. Maybe I should have read the fine print. Maybe you guys should read the fine print. There is fine print. But no one reads that until they get to the cash cash register and realize it does not work on their items. <sighs> now, I also worked at Target. And this is the video that went viral on TikTok. The one where I'm talking about my experience working at Target, but mostly about the experience that I had being treated terribly by the managers. But now I want to talk about the customers and having to socialize with people that want to have a conversation and you don't want to have a conversation. I had a lady come up to me and I was like working at Target, stocking shelves, doing whatever it is that you have to do at Target. And she comes up to me looking at her phone. She's like, where are these items? Listen, I worked there for three weeks. I had no idea where any of these items were. So I always had to look on my scanner to tell her. On the scan on her phone, it said that we had two left in stock. And 
I'm looking at the scanner. The scanner is telling me the location, but it's also clearly telling me that we have none in stock. We have none on the floor and none in the back. So I'm telling her, yeah, I mean, it's on aisle 13, but it looks like we have none in stock. And she was like, yeah, I already looked at 13 and I didn't see, I didn't see them. And I'm like, because ma'am, we have none in stock. She was like, you guys don't have any in the back. It says you have two in stock. And I was like, it says we have none in the back. And unfortunately, sometimes the machines don't sync up with the, the app as soon as it happens. Maybe someone just purchased them and it hasn't updated yet on the app or on the website. And she looks at me and goes, don't you think that's kind of weird? And I'm like, yeah, it is weird. Like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Do you think like the back of the store is some magical place where everything just pops up out of nowhere? No, if we don't have it on the floor or in the back, we don't have it. Go try a different target. I would never say this to their face, but that's what I'm thinking. And that's what I think anybody would think. Because it's not some like place where you can just pull things randomly and, you know, it be done. But you can't explain that to customers. I also love when customers come up to you. Sometimes they're nice. Sometimes they're nice and chill. But other times they come up to you wanting to share their life story and their lifestyle and talk about their family and talk about why they're purchasing the items that they're purchasing. And usually I just smile and nod because... I don't usually have anything to contribute, not because I don't want to, but because I really, I don't know what to say. I overanalyze everything. I overanalyze everything that comes out of my mouth. I really, I I, I really do. I mean, only time I can really talk is like right now, I feel very comfortable talking to a mic because it feels like someone's listening, but no one's listening, if you know what I mean, or a camera, you know? So I don't want to overanalyze everything I say just to have a conversation with somebody that I don't know. And sometimes I just smile and nod just to get through it. I don't know. It's not that I don't care about your story. Sometimes a story is relevant. But other times I just do not know what to say. I do not know what to say. And that's aggravating because you you do the smiling and nod thing. And then I feel like they start to think you're weird. So I don't know. Maybe I'm overanalyzing that situation. But I don't know. I've had good job experiences too where customers have come to you and had a good conversation. And, you know, they want to talk and they, they, they're, they're, they're nice. But as they're talking, they're still moving about their day. Like they're ready to, like they're still, they're not going to stand there and talk to you about something that like you don't really care about. Some people take the hint, some people don't. But that's usually how it goes while working retail. You have to communicate with people that you don't know. Many and many and many of them. Something else about working retail that, or retail, customer service, whatever, working with customers in general, um, is that they don't realize how many people that you have to deal with. And then they come and then they talk to you like like you're trash. I have to deal with hundreds of people daily I think I would say that come in on a busy day that come in purchase items and go on about their day whether they're treating me nicely or whether they're treating me mean it's just a lot of stuff going on that can really socially drain you trying to put on that smile even though you don't want to or if you have a lot on your mind you have to be positive and you have to like be nice to people because if you don't then they'll get you fired (laughs) 
it's so it's so draining it is it, it's so draining and I don't feel like many people talk about that the fact that I have to deal with so many people so many people so many people daily and no one like really gives a crap about my mental health I mean no one does no one's gonna care about your mental health but I'm saying like I have to deal with all these people who you, you know you never gonna you don't know who you're gonna get each person everybody's different everyone has a different personality you have to match your personality to every single person that walks by and that's draining that is so draining no one talks about that we need to talk about that more but anyway those were just my experiences that I've had being an introvert working retail but I digress for today I am done talking about my work experience Hope you liked this episode. I enjoyed talking about it. I didn't think I would have enough material, but I talked about it and I feel good now. I felt like I got stuff out. That was nice. If you want to follow me on TikTok, my TikTok is .kirstenh. My name is spelled in the cover of this podcast. And then also my other social media accounts are have to do with my art. So if you want to follow that, that's Kirsten Arts. And the arts has an S at the end, like art, A-R-T-S. And that's on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. I would love if you check that out. Yeah. So thanks for listening to this episode. I appreciate you listening if you made it this far. And um, hope to have you listening to the next episode. My episodes also, by the way, go up on Tuesdays. So Tuesdays at 12 a.m., that's when they're up. And I'm trying to stay consistent on that because this is something that I really love doing. But anyway, I digress. I'm done. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.